the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about miscasting iconic Star Wars characters in the Han Solo prequel are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Hayden Christensen? This hurts my soul every time I hear it. Uh, welcome to the Toad Hop Network, everybody, and the movie guys live. And I ain't paying fifty cents for no coke. You reach oh, ground zero for all things movies and comedy. It's talk previews, reviews, and more. And we bring it to you every Thursday at seven Pacific Standard Time, ten p.m. Eastern, right here on the Toad Hop Network, uh, ToadHopNetwork.com, and on iTunes. So there's all sorts of places where you can find us. And when Thanks I say we bring you more than just movie reviews and previews. I mean we bring you more, and here's what I'm talking about. We pride ourselves on bringing you folks content. Content. So with every Movie Guys show, we're going to bring you not only lively conversation about movies, but sketches, characters, jokes, bits, and all kinds of original comedy, so mm -hmm. you can expect that in the next hour. Written, thought out, but not necessarily rehearsed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm content with that content. And we're also the only radio show, podcast, or anything in the world that I think gives you movie previews. That's our deal. It's, uh, it's not all that? not all reviews here. Don't brag here. about that enough. It's so easy to go see a movie and talk about it. Sure. Try talking about a movie you haven't seen yet. Yeah. yeah. That's skill, my friend. We've seen the trailers and made up what we didn't see in those. Yeah, you can watch this show. You can listen to the show because we're talking about the movies that mm -hmm. open tomorrow. So fear not. No spoilers. All right. Yeah. We haven't seen these films. We're just uh, seeing the trailers like you, and we're going to tell you about the movies and, of course, add our comment. Karen is out this week rehearsing a musical, but I'm here. Your stalwart host, Paul Preston. Here with Lee Caius and Adam Witt. So uh, what opens tomorrow? Let's see. Hello. Uh, Identity Thief. Ah. A new film with Jason Bateman. Well, we're not here to talk nonsense to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can expect arrested development clips and, and uh, drops throughout the show. It is your move, Paul. <laughs> yeah? I made a huge, tiny mistake. <laughs> uh, Identity, Identity Thief also stars uh, Melissa McCarthy. And uh, she is a huge star now. Um, but uh, completely different from the other actress who's uh, made it with Jim Carrey. Who were, well, you know, clearly, clearly Paul, the uh, divorce has taken her toll on her. Yeah, that's not Jenny McCarthy. No. No? Her? Yeah. Her? No. So uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about this movie, shall we? In Identity Thief, Bridesmaids Melissa McCarthy beats me to the punch and steals Jason Bateman's identity because I think we can all agree he has the greatest identity in entertainment yes. today. Yes, somebody stealing Jason Bateman's identity was bound to happen. I mean, really, you can only go so long as one of the most underrated and unappreciated comedic actors in Hollywood before someone comes along and starts to pretend to be you. Isn't that right, Gallagher 2? <laughs> the only Gallagher 2 joke anywhere in the country right now, guaranteed. Any radio show. <laughs> the actor, uh, that actor defines mild-mannered, uh, plays a mild-mannered businessman. Sandy Patterson, a man who one day discovers that his identity has been stolen. Whoops. This after having masculinity taken from him when his parents named him Sandy. <laughs> All the Danas, Bobbies, Kellys, and Jordans out there know what I'm talking about. Bateman's character, ever the stand-up guy, is dismayed when the authorities are woe to do anything about his most personal of crimes. So he sets out to bring this pudgy little villain to justice. Who? Her. How to ultimately describe this movie? With Charles Grodin references, of course. <laughs> Basically, McCarthy plays Jim Belushi to Bateman's Charles Grodin, if you're old enough to remember what a Rolodex is. Uh, well, Robert... Movie, movie reference! Did you have one? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Robert De Niro has gotten too old and too serious, and Charles Grodin has gotten too Charles Grodin-y. So this modern-day midnight run will have to do. You guys are the dumbest bounty hunters I've ever seen! Mm. I'll have the tea. <laughs> With the police unable to do anything to help, Sandy desperately hits the road to follow the trail of Cinnabon receipts to track down his imposter. <laughs> but when he confronts her, he finds several hundred pounds of sassy physical comedy more than he bargained for. Kevin James is in this? Oh, no. Now, we didn't see anyone getting hit in the crotch. During the her. <laughs> Sorry. Now, we didn't see anyone getting hit in the crotch during the trailer, uh, but that's because we suspect, despite rumors to the contrary, Melissa McCarthy doesn't really have any balls. Douche chill. She crashes, crashes, she crashes cars, jumps onto cars, gets knocked over by cars, then gets back up again like some wily e. Coyote Paula Dean hybrid. <laughs> 
But the wrath, <laughs> but the wrath of this Michael Bluth is nothing compared to the threat of the Latino gang she owes money to. Mm-hmm. And this Latino gang is armed with a lot more than a dry line of delivery. And their percentage points are caps in the ass. So the duo ends up on the road and on the run, and only to find out that Melissa McCarthy's antics are uh, no match for his rye delivery. It wasn't. That was the rye delivery. (laughs) I think we can all agree that Melissa McCarthy is the new flow. Tell her she can kiss my grits. Absolutely. Good call. Yeah. And despite no producers requesting it, Melissa McCarthy gained 20 pounds for the role. Yeah. And I think most of us would pay 16.50 to watch Jason Bateman eat soup in 3D. But yes. is this going to be any good? Well, let's see. What do we have here? From the producers of Ted. That's a positive. No, oh, but it's from the writer of The Hangover. Hangover was a good movie. Oh, whoa, okay. Unfortunately, also from the writer of Part uh, Hangover Part 2. Not good. Remember what I said at the beginning of the show? Written, produced, but not necessarily rehearsed. You don't exactly. have to prove it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the director of Horrible Bosses. Oh, I like that. And it also stars Amanda Peet. <laughs> oh, okay. We go both ways on her. I understand. <laughs> that that second one was for me because I don't find her particularly fetching. Mm. Well, that's Identity Thief, everybody, opening February 8th. Anything with Jason Bateman. I'm going. That is a lot of... How... How well did the uh, did the uh, Geekscape cover Identity Thief? Do they? Uh, <laughs> I do don't we, know. Are Schmo's nose covering Identity Thief? I just want to make sure we don't cover too many of the same bases in the movie block, the Thursday movie block here on. It Toe is Top. the biggest movie opening this weekend. It's huge. It is. Well, is that a fat everywhere. joke, Paul? No, it isn't. You Jeez. made enough already. <laughs> Leave the poor woman alone. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will go on record as saying though that that woman is just damn funny. Oh and yeah. I don't I don't know if I have a lot of hope for this movie outside of Jason Bateman and outside of Melissa McCarthy, but then that might be enough. Uh, but yeah. when I watch that trailer, it cracks me up every She's time got I see her. Tons of energy, and I and of course the great thing about like about Jason Bateman. I mean, he, this this guy is I just love this guy. This and and we, we he was just on uh, what was he just on the Golden Globes and he came on with um, who did he come on with and and anyway, but he just. Takes that rye delivery, that that deadpan delivery everywhere he goes, and oh, he's yeah. just ah, oh, he's so good, he's so good. He's I love making him the rounds. He was on Daily Show, and it's like, well, that's the guy. It's they him. write that comedy for him, but it's because he's the guy. He's that funny. But it's so funny. I mean, he's probably been that guy for like you know the story between whatever the last show he had been in before Arrested Development, and you know he just did pilots. Hogan for family years, for years and years. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't, Hogan, don't Hogan. pretend you don't know the Hogan family, dude. I watched all of the Hogan family. I watched Hogan family since it was Valerie and Valerie's family, Valerie's family and the Hogan right. family. I watched all three of those shows for Jason Bateman. So are you more of a Sandy Duncan kind of gal or a Valerie? Uh, yes. Harper? Well, geez, I don't know. Was I, it I Valerie Harper? It was Valerie Harper. It was her show. It was. Do you remember the story? I'm going to do a, a, a TV guy moment real quick. Go for it. Do you remember the story of it was it was Valerie's family or the Harper family, I think was what it was originally called, and then it ended up being the Hogan family, right? That was the, the order of things. And the reason Valerie Harper left that show is because it was her vehicle that ended up being a Jason Bateman vehicle. The same thing as Family Ties, because originally that yeah. was a vehicle for uh, Baroness Baxter Bernie. But here's a for real? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And she was really, really upset during the first couple of contract negotiations because mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox was huge. The same thing. And that's exactly what happened on The Hogan Family is that Jason Bateman. Now, here's a, here's a barometer for the times. Jason Bateman was earning per episode $30,000, and she just couldn't live with that. And Who just left? Who? What, what was that one? <laughs> Sorry, just... Who? Yes. You don't need double talk. You need blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I mean, $30,000, uh, you know, I, I wish I made that a year. But nonetheless, it's still not even going right for standard sitcom anymore. i got to say, it? man, Arrested Development, uh, that, that what a great, confident, its own thing phenomenon that is. That rides not a single coattail. That l- literally comes out of just nowhere as just this complete perfect thing. Yeah, absolutely. And come, that's why it's coming back. I mean, it, you can't keep something that good away that long. I know. It's coming back. Now, does Jason Bateman get criticized for being the most Jason Bateman guy out there? Because he is the Tom Cruise of he's, Jason Batemans. Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. he's he's just Jason Bateman every time. But there aren't any other Jason Batemans. There's no other Tom Cruise. He's, he is it for, for Jason Batemans. Oh, I, I can play the theme song on my phone here. We, did, we didn't bring the audio clip, but uh, uh, Lee turned me on to the greatest thing because – 
I, I was a oh, oh can I plug this in? Oh, that's yeah, fantastic! Look at this. I'll plug this technology. in. Technology. Okay, technology. So here here is content. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, so this is the greatest thing because yes, I really was a huge Hogan, I mean, and he was on Silver Spoons, and I I did know him as an actor. Uh, it, it, for all those shows, but I can't believe I missed this. The other night, we're talking about this show, and Lee uh, tells me about this show called It's Your Move, right? And uh, uh, I had never heard of this before. This is a Jason Bateman vehicle at a pre-Hogan's Family, post-Silver Spoons. Right? It was his welcome to the world. Well, Silver Spoons, well, I mean, I knew him from Silver Spoons a little <laughs> bit, yeah. But anyway, but listen to this. We'll pl I'll play a little bit of this. This is the, I was so excited, by the way, what an amazing era we live in. I just went to the internet, and there was this show I'd never heard of, every bit of it. And I immediately downloaded It's Your Move. Listen to the theme song to It's Your Move, and I'll narrate a little bit. And this is the most perfect opening to a sitcom possible. And I'll try and tell you what's going on here. Here we go. Is this going to be too loud here, Karen? Okay, it turns up a little bit. Listen to this music. Okay. So here we go. Jason Bateman comes walking through the, the school hallway, and his friend is holding the boombox to his shoulder, right? Because that's the kind of guy Jason Bateman is. Okay. Oh, and then the mom is doing aerobics because it's like 83, and she leans over and she picks up a chip and eats that while she's doing it because, like, come on, mom. And who's the father in this league? Norman Lamb. It's not, the, it's not the father. He's the neighbor across the hall that's trying to score on the mom, and Jason Bateman's trying to squash that. Okay, so J and Jason Bateman just uh, stuck a thing in his sister's thing that said, I stuff my bra, and she's being all queenie and cutesy. Oh, and then this is the best scene here. Okay, go on YouTube, and this will be the end of it. I'll, I'll finish here. Listen to the music. Okay, so so the guy that's uh, from uh, Married with Married Children? Married with Children, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, so the, the, this is the, my favorite part of the opening of this show is that the wife, or the, not the wife, I guess, but puts a book on the shelf. Or no, he puts a book on the shelf, and then she adjusts it uh. by a half an inch <laughs> because they just don't quite get along. Okay, that's enough time for that. But I, anyway, I just adore this, how sitcom-y and perfect it no, is. That's good stuff. <laughs> Stay tuned to the TV Guys spinoff it's next fall. Move. Yeah, seriously. It's your move. Who knew? Her? I did. All right. Let's uh, move on. So we got, uh, because, oh. Speaking of identity theft, you know, it's, it's uh, or speaking of theft, maybe of, uh, of ideas, um, cybercrime is a hot topic out there, a very mm -hmm. modern crime, and it can affect anybody. So, of course, anything trending like this is going to spawn imitators. And sure enough, hot on the heels of identity theft, it seems like every studio in Hollywood is greenlighting a movie about cybercrime. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. In is fact, I was uh, just reading in the latest issue of The Hollywood Reporter, which you can see here. Oh, really? Um, I got, got mine. A movie. Do you have your copy? Yeah, you have your copies? I, got, Adam, you well, I happen here? to have the latest copy as I well, have guys. Okay. <laughs> Let's read a few of these and see what the folks are saying right. about what they're putting into production here's a here's a movie coming out called it's produced by an overseas production company winning solution stake award winner you please open attached <laughs> lengthy title but i think we know what it's about this is about a down on his luck midwesterner played by james mcavoy scottish actor mm -hmm. who discovers that he's been chosen as the inheritor of a hundred million dollars from a prince in mozambique Ooh. played by jimon hansu or how do you pronounce that jimon jimon <laughs> who tragically has access to all this money but can't get it without the social security number and bank account of the American hick who just got the internet in his town. That's exciting. A lot of people can relate to that. Movie. Well, actually, Paul, this, this movie has a great marketing campaign. I'm noticing here that they're actually going to email every American, and uh, they'll have a chance to submit their own social security numbers and bank accounts uh, with an opportunity to win a Nigerian sweepstakes Ooh, because, wow. Uh, wow, they really know how to market. Every oh, that is trend jumping. Yeah, I mean, that's Sign how you me. I hope I'm on that involved. list. I hope I'm on that list. Yeah, I and mean, it's interesting that they actually have the the good actor, their Hansu, play the the prince. Because in real life, you never see him. Yes, you never get to <laughs> so see him. So they're taking a bold move with that cast. <laughs> what would he look like, Jimon Hansu, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's what uh, now, I and, and I also, of course, have the latest issue of uh, Hollywood Reporter, oh, yeah. and uh, and and clearly, that's that sort of marketing plan you were just talking about there mm -hmm. is exactly what caught the ear of Touchstone. Why else would they have greenlit this new movie called "I Know It Sounds Like It Might Not Work," hmm. in which Jennifer Aniston and Gerard Butler play a couple with a heartwarming story about a lost dog that came back due to the power of prayer, oh. prompting them to ask all their Facebook friends to promote how awesome their story is. Now, the plot thickens when they lose all their friends, causing them to threaten their friends with harm if they don't do exactly what they say. Yikes. Mm. So and the marketing department at Touchstone has said that they're excited about the marketing possibilities with this concept and that everyone should tell 100 friends and go see the movie or else. <laughs> It's also interesting they kind of gave away the end of that, too. You don't see many stories in Hollywood Reporter telling you how the movie ends. Well, that's true. <clears throat> yeah. 
Uh, it's a good issue. <laughs> it's, no, it's quality. That's why we bring it into the studio with us. You never know when you have to reference it. Like this. Uh, this here says that uh, there's a new cyber crime movie from DreamWorks called Caller Number 10. Huh. Nobody's been cast yet, but they're in talks with Joseph Gordon-Levitt because that's the first step in any production. <laughs> he would play a cyber criminal hacker who rigs his computer to auto-dial a local radio station, cheating hundreds of people in the Cincinnati area out of a radio contest to win tickets to an Ace of Bass concert. Mm. Pretty oh. interesting. Wow. Does it have a happy ending, Paul? No, he actually goes to the concert. Oh. Yeah. Hey-oh. So there you go. Nobody wins at an Ace of Bass concert. <laughs> it's an all-loser <laughs> fest. Well, you know, I can actually see that plastered all over the backs of poor people waiting for buses in, uh, all over America. But uh, here's a movie that's so topical, it's sure to get some attention. And, of course, it's about cybercrime, mm -hmm. but a cyber criminal who's still at large. Now, it's produced Ooh. by an independent production company, and the movie's called JonahHill.com, about huh. a man from Iowa, uh, a man from Iowa named Jonah Hill, who oh. makes a movie because... Movies that star Jonah Hill make money. Yeah. Now, there's an ensuing battle between the fake Jonah Hill and the real Jonah Hill because the real Jonah Hill wants to stop the website of the fake Jonah Hill, which is actually just pictures of the fake Jonah Hill jerking off to pictures of the real Jonah Hill on his website. So, hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I'm probably going to go check that out and see what it's all about. I think I will. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's what's happening right. in The Hollywood Reporter. Now, I don't want to mess around. I want to get right to uh, a special guest we have here, um, you know, because uh, Identity Thief goofs around with... Uh, with the idea of stealing someone's ID. But as you know, identity theft is actually a big problem um, in today's modern age. So here we have with us, please welcome oh. William Arthur Gunt to the studio. Nice guest an expert us. on how to protect yourself from becoming a victim of identity theft and what you can do to get your life back should you be such a victim. Now, Mr. Gunt here is a former chief security guard for the Twin Pines Mall and a selling author of Hey You, That's Me! and <laughs> Hard Drive, My Life in the Cyber Lane. Both a couple of big books. Uh, go ahead and put that on, and we'll welcome to the show Mr. Gunn. Good to have you. Welcome. Thank you. I can hear you in my ears. <clears throat> well, there you go. Technology. Again, that's what we're all about tonight. So let's dive right in. Now, what do people need to know about identity theft, Mr. Gunt? Well, Paul, uh, the real danger here is that most people don't even know that they've been the victim of identity theft until it's too late. That's mm. why people don't realize that identity theft is most often a cyber crime. And that's, that's for computers, cyber. And it could be perpetrated from the comforts of a, of a criminal's living room. Am I not talking close enough to it? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> basically, people can commit this crime armed only with a computer. And, uh, and I brought one here today. I brought a computer so you could all see it, and I can demonstrate just how easy it is to find information about a person and use that information to steal their identity. See, you're not even afraid of it. I could have come in here branching a Glock, and you'd be scared. But yeah. computer, you no, just I understand. You're an author. And it's you, the world we live in today. Know about microphones. But here's the deal. Uh, this sounds interesting. Now, let's see what you can dig up on us. Okay, so hit the Internet. Find out some dirt on the movie, guys. I think this will be fun. Go Great. ahead. Great. Okay, so uh, let's start. Let's start with you, Paul. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's see here. So, uh, okay. Oh, looks like uh, <clears throat> looks like someone recently opened up a Discover card in your name. Oh Christ, no! Oh no, I know it's scary, isn't it? Cashback or not, that thing's useless. But uh, don't worry, I can take care of this for you. Okay, right now. Oh, yes. Well, okay. There you go. It's all fixed. Oh, that's great. Just, just that well, easy. Wow. I so never you, you could actually. You know, take care of these things as easily as you can be perpetrated against. As I'm doing now. Wow. Well, as long as you got a guy like him He's an here. expert. He's well, an I'm, expert. I'm not a perp, but I'm perpetrating now. Noted author. Lee, let, let's yes. do you next. Okay? Oh, yes. So, I, I'm clean. I'm absolutely clean. Don't worry let's about this. Let's see here. Uh, okay, looks like uh, you've got a speeding ticket in Nashville. Never been to Nashville. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, that's what they all say, but oh. no, I'm kidding. All right, I'm sure you haven't <laughs> been, but let's fine. We'll get rid of it. See, I'll just... So I had a ticket in Nashville... In the computer. Not anymore. It's all nice. done. Nice. Thank gone. you. Look at this. Thank like you. a miracle worker right uh, here. Adam, why don't we do you? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay, let's see what we got here. I don't think we have enough time to clean Adam's record. Okay, oh, let's see. Wow. Now, I'm someone clean. someone set up a Match.com account in your name. Ah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Gentlemen, see, this is this is what I'm talking about. This guy's pathetic here. Look, his profile says he makes $200,000 a year. Uh, he's, he drives a Porsche. He loves wine <laughs> Definitely tasting. Not you, Adam. He makes love at uh, sunset. I don't know. Uh, look, there's uh, even a picture of him in a Speedo jumping, bungee jumping into the Grand Canyon. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait. The guy with the Speedo even looks like you. They you know, yeah, photoshopped yeah, his face. Let me see that. Turn that around. Hey, uh, you know, thanks for bringing that to my attention. Uh, you know, I'll be sure to take uh, care of that after the show. You know, when I go home. I'll just, I, I'll I've just shown you. It. I can delete it right here and now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Why is the time anymore? Here we go. Let's keep the show moving. We got to hit a break here. Well, so are you sure? Yeah, no, I'll take care of myself. I'll take care of myself. That's crazy. That, that sure? happens. Yeah, I got it. Coincidental, Adam. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, okay. okay. All right. Well, what else do we have here? Let's do you, Paul. Uh, let's take a look here. Oh, Paul, looks like you subscribe to Quilting Monthly. 
quilting? Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't do quilting. Crochet, maybe, but not quilting. I'm, I'm not an asshole. Well, I, I, I don't think you look like a quilting kind of guy anyway, so I'm just going to take that off the list. There we go. Look, it's done. There you see. Oh, I'm a little slow. I have a delayed reaction in my own hand. Let's see. Adam, <laughs> uh, you have, uh, let's see here, uh, 412 library books overdue. Is that true? No, hardly. Reading makes me sleepy. Well, no, say no more. Let's just take care of, of that for you. And there, it's gone. There you go. Once wow. again, you see? You see, it's like, guy? there you go. It's so convenient. It's, it's, there you go. Now That's you're in good standing with the Cleveland Public Library. Cleveland has a public library? Yeah, they have a football team, too. Neither, right. Nobody goes to see either of them. Well, there you go. Now they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. So let's see if there's something else we can find for Lee. Okay, let's see. Here well, we not go. Been to Last round. Here we Never go. been to Alabama. Uh, nope. Somebody's using your eBay account to sell a large collection of Filipino porn. Damn. Um, I mean, ooh, gross. That's okay. Uh, I'll shut it down for you. I've shown well, you. Well, not right it's gone. now. Look, it's shut gone. It down okay, later. so let's take one last look around the internet here. There find anything else? Ah, Adam, somebody just gave birth to you. Uh, what? Yeah, That's well, it looks like somebody uh, just issued a birth certificate in your name. It's what they do. Uh, let's see, Lee, we got another thing here. Oh, you just boarded a plane for Honduras. Honduras, I don't even speak Italian. I think that's Portuguese. Okay, uh, Paul. Oh, look, somebody hacked in your Facebook page. They made you look single. Relationship status, single. Oh. Single. No, I, I was hacked. I was hacked. That's what I was. Hacked. I was hacked oh, because absolutely. Karen is not here. She's out of town. So, if, well, Take care of that. Listen, I love my wife, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this segment. Okay, uh, yeah, let's. Uh... We're going to, uh, Mr. Cunt, everybody, uh, hey. security guard, author, oh, and you. cyber snoop. Thank you. But speaking of my wife, who I love, who is not here, uh, let's talk briefly about uh, one of our sponsors here, Pro Flowers. And we'll come back. We'll have more with uh, Mr. Gunt. Uh, Karen wanted to chime in on here. Pro Flowers because mm -hmm. Pro Flowers and ProFlowers.com can give you a great deal. Karen can explain it best in her own words. Hey everybody, it's Karen here from the Movie Guys, and I want to tell you all about Pro Flowers. Say, for example, you were Bill Murray, and you wanted to send one dozen romantic red roses with a free vase to, I don't know, Karen at the Movie Guys? You can do all that for just $19.99. And Bill, you and all of our other Toad Hop listeners can double the roses you send for just another $9.99 more. So, Bill, just go to ProFlowers.com, click on the microphone button, and type in the word Toad Hop. Or, if you're not near your computer because you're busy being awesome somewhere, you can also call 1-800-PRO-FLOWERS and just mention Toad Hop. Okay, Bill Murray, that's Karen, care of the Toad Hop Network, Hollywood, California. Oh, and don't forget, Bill, order today for Valentine's Day delivery. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. You definitely getting some action when you get your lady giant freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries for just $19.99. For my sexy listeners, you can double the berries for just $10 more. So call 866-FRUIT-02 or even better, go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on that microphone in the top right corner and type in Toad Hop. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff System too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh! With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. What's Valentine's Day without flowers? Get one dozen romantic rainbow roses and a free glass vase for my friends at Pro Flowers for just $19.99. And for Toad Hop listeners, you can double the roses for just $9.99 more. To get this special offer, call 800-PRO-FLOWERS and mention Toad Hop. Or go to ProFlowers.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in Toad Hop. That's ProFlowers.com. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Welcome back to the Movie Guys here at the Toad Hop Network, and it's time to talk about someone else who's helping out the Toad Hop Network here, Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries. There you go. Uh, these are giant freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at nineteen ninety nine. You get the idea that for the low price of 20 bucks, whether it's flowers or Sherry's Berries, you're taken care of. 
this is going to be a good deal for you taking care of whoever it is you love and we want to send a, a gift to. That's over a 40% savings. You go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S, click on the microphone, type in the word toad up, boom, you've got yourself a And that discount. is a safe domain because of our last guest, right? All right. I'm sure you could tell us that. Could you check on that? Uh, berries.com, check it real quick. Where did he go? I, I am now. Okay, there you go. We're all good. Oh, okay. uh, so that's uh, if you want to double the berries, you can get them for just ten dollars more. You can double them. So who doesn't like want double price, berries? Double them up. Exactly. Uh, so the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day offer, call eight six six fruit zero two or even better berries dot com, and uh, click on the microphone in the top right hand corner and type in Toad Hop, and you are good to go. Now hurry because this offer ends Friday. And really, by now, you should probably have taken care of somebody for Valentine's Day, right? It's next week. Otherwise, it's it's freeway, freeway, freeway on-ramp, off-ramp flowers and or oranges for your life. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Don't go on, on-ramp or off-ramp. On-ramp flowers. I love the off-ramp flowers. <laughs> no, do not go on-ramp I get the on-ramp flowers. flowers. The on-ramp flowers are much fresher, fresher than, the, yeah. than the off-ramp flowers. Cherries, berries. There you go. Now let's get on to our next film, because there are two films opening up this weekend. That's February 8th. You will see not only Identity Thief, but the opening of uh, the new, uh, well, this is this guy has a huge slate of films. We're going to see the latest from Steven Love Soderbergh. Him. So, Adam, let's cover side effects. Oh, well, wait, wait one second, Paul. What, huh? Yes. Huh? Uh, oh, I just noticed you're dressed as a doctor, Mr. Gunt. I prefer doctor. Doctor yes. Gunt. Uh, as you know, I'm concerned for your safety and the safety of your viewers and your listeners, of uh -huh. course, the ones who listen on ToadHopNetwork.com and the ones listening and subscribe and leaving positive comments and ratings on iTunes. Just search oh. the movie, guys, and we and come Stitcher. right up. Yes. So I, I think I should chime in here on this preview when appropriate to let all of you know the potentially hazardous side effects that you can encounter just by viewing that particular film. Oh. No kidding. Well, that's well, a I, service as well. Yeah, I didn't know there was anything we had to be worried about. This oh. guy's a pro. Oh, there is. Anyone listening to you describe what this film is about should know what they're getting into, and I'm going to be here to help. All right. Well, I think that's fair. Well, do doctor, 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 doctor. Do I need anything swabbed or disinfected for this? Only if you'd like that yourself. I, I would think. like to oh, be ahead. swabbed. Do you take requests, doctor? <laughs> doctor. All right. Let's doctor? get on with this. Doctor? This is now doctor? not only a preview but a good public doctor. service. Side effects. Side Effects is a psychological thriller from prodigious director Steven Soderbergh, director of Haywire, Contagion, and The Informant. Doing a 180-degree turn, because that's what he does constantly, Soderbergh now takes us into the mind of a potentially disturbed woman played by Rooney Mara. Side Effects may include rising action, foreshadowing, unreliable narrator, and inflammation of the Rooney Mara. Ouch. Because it's a Steven Soderbergh film, it's guaranteed to be better than the trailer leads you to believe. Uh, which seems to make sense because the trailer leaves a lot to be desired and a lot to be understood for that matter. Side effects may include incident, inciting incident, plot points, dramatic tension, and maple syrup urine disease, otherwise known as chocolate kidney pebbles. Ouch. Channing Tatum plays Martin Taylor, one half of a well-to-do New York City couple. Martin returns home from serving time in prison for insider trading, and upon his welcome home, he finds his lovely wife overwrought and riddled with anxiety at the thought of having Magic Mike once again share a bed with her. Side effects may include pacing issues, genital leprosy, Channing of the Tatum, and poor man's Tom Hardy. <laughs> Jude Law plays Rooney Mara's psychiatrist who prescribes her a drug called Ablixa to help her with her anxiety. And he should have read the label more carefully because apparently one of the side effects... We have a title! <laughs> ...is murder. <laughs> side effects may include plot twist, heightening tension, swelling of the ego, megoblastic anemia, and intestinal pseudo-obstruction. Some people may experience acute cases of dwarfism and gigantism at the same time, so severe that it basically evens out and you're left looking relatively the same. Oh, that's... That's a, that's a lucky break. <laughs> the plot thickens, as does the acting, when the motive for the murder is brought into question by the authorities. The tension-filled story continues to play out with Emily and the audience wondering if she really did murder someone. And why do Jude Law and Catherine Zeta-Jones look so creepy? It looks to be 70s paranoid filmmaking at its finest. Side effects may also include plotting narrative, paranoia of the pacula, scenery chewing, acute disinterest, solder bunions, plot fatigue, and dramatic exit. Oh, and massive anal bleeding. If you experience an increased swooning about your Jude Law, a tingling in your Rooney Mara, or either of your two Tatums coming loose, go see Bullet to the Head. Nice. There you go. That's side effects, everybody. Woo! A dangerous film. 
Yeah. Who knew? I have, geez, uh, you know, now you're warned. It's almost as if the remedy is worse than the ailment. Hey, the cure is going to kill you on this one. Yeah. Okay, exactly. now, you mentioned that the, uh, the the trailer looks like it's kind of hard to understand. Well, that first trailer, they did release another one, but when we were sort of, like, looking at and, and thinking about this movie or whatever, that first trailer is insane, right? That's yeah. just, like, it's... And, and well, and what I said at the time... And and maybe this is still true of the, the the current trailer was you look at I'm a huge Steven Soderbergh fan I think because the man is a genius but you look at something like the girlfriend experience or like some of his or, or like well Magic Mike I mean that was that was sold completely differently yeah. than the movie actually was great wait a minute wait a minute he's allowed to say that that's what? a great movie what do you mean what are you talking I always about? I always get guff for saying it wasn't the movie I expected oh Magic Mike was not the movie you expected right. <laughs> You do get guff. I get. I will no. guff give on that every time. No, uh, that, that, but that's your mo. <laughs> that's not. But that that's a little different than like I thought. Lincoln was going to be a drop dead comedy. And <laughs> I've never made that mistake. I know, but okay. Well, well, no, that, well to, to, to let that. the audience in on our discussion here is Paul always gives Lee guff because Lee goes into a movie and he thought Flight was going to be uh, a was few good men. <laughs> you thought Flight was going to be a few good men. Insofar <laughs> that I thought it was going to be good, yes. So, <laughs> you thought Looper was going to be some uh, time travel treatise, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a, a different like movie. like an action. So you thought it was going to be Back to the Future. I was hoping uh, Looper, Flight, and most recently uh, Silver Linings Playbook were all movies that weren't presented to me as the movie they actually are. Do you have these problems with, like, boxes and Nabiscos and products as well? You think one thing going into the food, and then, Doctor, damn, damn, these chips were not what I thought they were going to be. I'm constantly it reaching. It says barbecue, but they taste lime-like. I'm constantly reaching for the milk and getting the orange juice. You ever do that? Yeah, yeah, pour orange juice oh. on my cereal. Yeah, there you yeah, go. It happens all the time. Uh, but now with I hate this to one, see you have children, you know. That's not what I thought they were going to be like. <laughs> what do you think this Why is this one be? brown? Son, I pictured you to be more... <laughs> What do you think this movie is going to be? That because I, I, I'm glad you brought it up because it well, seems like it's going to be a fast-moving thriller and I bet it's going to be a, a heady Soderbergh it, drama. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be one of those of like – because the plot is that she uh, – yeah, she – Think she wakes up and there's someone dead in her apartment after she took this Ambien or whatever, uh, and and uh, you know. But I think the movie's probably going to play out with there like, goes that sponsor. Thanks, Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> with us not knowing whether she did it or not, I think it is going to play out like an Alan Pakula '70s paranoid thriller, Sidney Lumet, type, yep, those type of totally. things. And that's totally Steven Soderbergh's. Well, we do as have well. the policy of no spoilers, so I'm going to walk this line very finely. But there were two trailers. The original trailer oh. made absolute. Okay. <laughs> Made absolutely no sense. No, I'm not going to give anything that isn't right. in the trailer. The, the, the curiosity that's in the trailer now is her motives behind doing it. Yeah. Well, and the if doctors, too. did it. No, that's pretty much established in the trailer. Really? Yes. The new trailer. Okay. The second trailer. I'm not giving anything away. That but is they make Jude Law and, and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones... Uh, uh, with the increased Zeta levels that you may experience. I got Catherine Zeta bones. <laughs> uh, they They're make very them brutal. out to be very some brutal. weird villains, too. Catherine like, Zeta bones turn out to be a lot older than you think they are. Oh, yes? <laughs> oh, oh, yes? See, once again, something Her? turned out to be different than you thought originally. <laughs> Her? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Steve Matuzak joining us in the, uh, in the, on the table here. This is interesting because uh, a moment here we had a guest, but you just missed a man. Uh, Doctor uh, or Mister Gunt was here. Gunt, William Arthur Gunt. What yeah. does he do? He was a uh, well. He does jack of all trades. He's into securities, into medicine. Uh, but it's good to have you here. Yeah. So you flew cross country to be with us, or you were flown in, and now here you are. Yes, both. Yes, outstanding. So Steve's going to sit in because we're going to talk a bit about uh, what's out in theaters. I mentioned we do previews. We've, we've done those now. Reviews. Talking about stuff that we've seen out in the theaters. So. Um, Flying, here's a segment that we've done on the show that we never even planned on being a segment. It just was because we went out of town so much that we ended up reviewing films while we were flying. So since you just flew, what'd you see? I did, and I saw Argo, and I saw Taken 2. And I actually chose Taken 2 because I was prepared for it to be so bad, I only wanted to see it this big. Yeah. You know? And, you know, <laughs> you know, there's certain movies when you go out to see them, you want to see them on the big screen, then other things you can watch in your home theater. But I thought, Taken 2, I can take about that much of yeah, it. Yeah, I can handle it. I can handle it. Four square inches of Taken yeah. 2. And, and surprisingly, it. surprisingly, it was so bad that it, that it, unlike many other bad films, it ended early. It, I don't even think it was an hour. I literally don't think it was an hour. And I thought that's one of the many reasons why Taken 2 is not actually a film. I'm not going to make fun of it or say it's bad. It wasn't actually a film. I love those movies <laughs> that are just legally a movie, like the straight-to-video 
like a Disney sequels. There's like 74 minutes long, and you're like, okay, I guess you're technically a movie. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and Put I actually, that in your it, cover. It was technically one, a movie. Yeah, but you know, because you wonder when sometimes people take certain films. Well, the first take, Taken, you know, Liam Neeson took Taken, I guess. He took Taken as the role. But then how did they get him to do Taken 2? You know, What's when they Taken showed him. called? The, the Takener. The took, well, that's the thing. They've even tried to be original with the name. They just, it was just it, it's like everything about this film was just put, put, put two on it, put Liam in front of the camera. All right, Liam, you're done. We're done. I, I think, and you know what? This would have been a good one because, speaking of Jason Bateman earlier, yeah. uh, Teen Wolf 2, T-O-O. So, was it, sorry, was that, was that my cue? Yeah. Who? Yeah, there we go. Right. T- uh, uh, Jason Bateman was in uh, Teen Wolf as well. Also. Is really with that. Yeah, Team Wolf also, Team Wolf as well. But Taken 2, there's a, a different person taken. That movie could be called Taken T-O-O, but nobody would have taken it seriously. <laughs> taken as well. How many, well. though, would have said, man, they did the same thing Teen Wolf 2 did? Not many. I <laughs> no, would not say. many. And, and here's, why, here's why Taken 2 can't be a film either, Ooh. because they have a chase across the rooftop, which is the exact same rooftop in the exact same country that they just shot on the rooftop run across in the latest Bond film. You know, oh, it's the, the same. Oh, it's, the exact same. it's the same Everybody. rooftop. Steve doesn't rooftop. listen to our show much. Yeah, because we've said we have Bourne, Jason Bourne's running on that roof. Yeah, James the Bond Hulk? is running on that roof. Hulk's, the Hulk's on the roof. running on that roof. Who's uh, the well, Hulk guy? Taken two figured if we run on that roof, we're a movie. <laughs> no, but we're, we're, but the same roof. That's impressive. No, it was the you same roof. You really could not run anywhere in an action movie without ending up on those same roofs. Way to plant, Dan. Oh, that's that's. We're talking about the tiled yeah. one with the yeah yeah the corrugated center, rooftops yeah. of before yes, but the middle center city. that was concrete. That, yeah, <laughs> all right. So it, for the half hour that you watched it, was it a good not movie, but within that confine? No, it was one of the typical things where every time a bad guy is there, you know that Liam Neeson is going to kick the crack out of him and he's going to be dead. So there's no tension at all. In, in fact, in sign fact, me up. In fact, it was the first. For, right? It was the first movie I ever honestly felt the following thing during it. There was a moment there where his wife may die or something, and I thought, let her die. That will add something to the film. Kill her. Kill her. And it didn't happen, of course. I, I wanted to save him. What the hell is the point of No, but I wanted movie? somebody good to die, which is rare. You shouldn't want that. You shouldn't root for the good people to die. Oh, yeah. I've done that. But that's a little... Have you? Yeah. All right. But that's an electrical impulse movie anyway. It's like those mice where they have the little probes in the brain and they make them like hungry by just like jolting them or whatever. Like that's one of those action movies, like the Stallone movies and stuff like that, where you're just like, ah, I must feel emotion, anger. Yeah. I must feel like you well, know, back you get when, prodded. Back when I was watching The Shield, Twenty Four, and The Sopranos all at the same time, the lead characters in all three of those could have died and ended that that end the series. You know, if you're watching Family Ties, you're not going to kill off anybody there. But if you're watching these shows, they're so every you never know what you're going to get week to week. They could have killed off the lead characters. Yeah. And not that I was rooting for it, but right, if they right. did it, I would be cool with that because they were just ballsy shows. But it also yeah. kills tourism. Like I I, I picture if I ever oh, go, I'm to never Tur- going to Turkey. If I, if I go I'm to Turkey, going. there's just every guy there is a bad, he'll kill you and he wears a sweater. Yeah, Turkey know? is not behind no, that. Tur- I can't imagine. Turkey's tourism has been down since uh, since midnight uh, uh, the midnight express midnight express <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say this though about family ties they they could have they could have killed off Tina Yothers I don't think that would have been a no I don't think that would have been a good. very special family ties <laughs> right, I need to rant to hear about something else though that I saw a horribly horribly disappointing uh, evening in the theater that I experienced nominated for best picture you know why this went so pe- poorly for you Paul why because I wasn't there with you. I know. It was. I'm talking about Amour. You two could have come together on what that should have been. Well, Lee and I have a history of going to see plodding, artsy movies like Tree of Life and Cloud Atlas yeah, and all that. Life of artsy, high. fartsy dates. A Cloud Atlas didn't plot, at least. It moved along. Amour is... Well, it had to be six movies to do it, though. <laughs> Amour is the worst Best Picture nominee I think I've ever seen. So what happens then? Compare Worse than what, Ghost. Compare it to something I hate. Oh God! Uh, There's a lead. Pasolini. Do you ever watch any Pasolini movies? Sure. Yeah, yeah it's like I that. Gotcha. You're just watching this, and nothing's <laughs> happening. See, it is a it is a just a a, a slowly crawling production yeah. of nothing. And you're like, I'll admit the film was exposed. You are technically a film. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was images on the screen. Light yeah. entered the lens. Mission accomplished. Enough frames shown in sequence to give the illusion of motion. That's my review. Yes, it might have been uh, <laughs> digital, so I can't even say it was light projected onto a that's screen. And in the bottom corner, Taken 2 was going on the whole time. Now, this is a patience 
testing movie. It's about a, a, an older couple, and one of them comes in an illness, and that's it. That's what the movie's about. And they have Paul, two hours and five minutes. We have a no it, spoiler policy here. With it. They have a scene where someone's vacuuming, and <laughs> then it's over. And then nothing comes of it. Well, now it. I don't need to go uh, see it. See, see, this is why people wonder. People always wonder, why does somebody go into a Popeye's chicken and just start shooting? It's this. After that movie, you go into the yeah. Popeye's chicken and you say, I and you and random strangers, we're all gone. Well, now that's a serious movie guy. It's like, fucking a moor. I'm taking down a fast food chain. So I have a theory about how this movie got nominated. I, I think it has subtitles, but yes. nobody bothered reading the subtitles to figure out what it was about. They yeah. just assumed, oh, it's got subtitles. It must be Oscar worthy. Yeah, yeah. Then, so nominated. But, oh. And they nominated Michael Haneke, the director. It must be worthwhile. Oh, that's right. That is Michael Haneke. That, yeah, I, yeah but know, think, think about how long it took him to concentrate on making this film, though. Oh, my God. I saw the, the, the movie Cachet, which he, he kind of first got known for. Anyway, and that is a very. Now, I like some still life movies, like, like The Girlfriend Experience. That's a still life. Like, not much really happens in that, but it's intriguing and it's. And it's pretty beautifully shot and everything like that. And Cachet was one of those that everybody told us, like, there's this trick ending. There's a, have you heard? There's like this huge trick ending. And, and it's, it's such a, a buzzkill because, like, okay, you think, okay, Sixth Sense or uh, Crying Game or whatever. And so you watch this whole thing. And I'm intrigued because it is a still life. And, I, and I, like I said, I really can get into those things. Uh, like Elephant, like the Gus Van Sant. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, like I can get into that. So I'm, like, watching this and I'm like, okay. But then at some point it tests my ability to love a still life. And I'm like, all right, you better be good, and this ending better be good. And the trick ending, you, the credits roll, and it, it wasn't there. And so then you're like, uh, so then I back it up 10 minutes, and I watch it again, and I'm like, what? What was it? What did I miss? I had to go on the internet to find out what it was. And it was like a guy in the corner that I was supposed to know from scene two, like was sitting at the edge of the frame, and then leaves. And you're like, oh, it's so meaningful. Yeah, I'm glad you spoiled his movie just now. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. We spoiled Cachet. You know what? Boom. Don't see, I forgot don't see about it already. I cleared my Cachet. Yeah. They... <laughs> Adam had to go back and ask himself, did I leave the room? Did I miss something? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's for you, Steve. Thank did you. I not off? No, this one, I mean, this, the, I'm, I won't say anymore, except it is, it's a horrific injustice to Ben Affleck that he was not nominated for Best Director for Argo and Michael Haneke was for Amour. Mm. It is a, it is a just... I mean, it looks like it was not made by a good filmmaker. It just looks like it was pieces of stuff put together. Oops, I made a movie. With no idea that the, the, there has to be pace and there has to be something to keep us interested. They cut away to scenes that mean nothing. Horrid. There you go. Did That's I miss it. this piece of news? Ben Affleck is not nominated. For, for an Oscar, right? He's not. Yeah. So he. So what is but he doing? they're kicking themselves now. Everybody else is, is giving him the Oscar. Yep. Or, oh, yeah. He wins, he wins the DGA Award, the PGA Award, the Golden Globe, and the Critics' Choice. He Argo won the golf and Affleck, award? everyone. The PGA? I mean, <laughs> he beat guy, Tiger Woods. this guy can do anything. You know, it, this happened with very, Barbara very Streisand. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. You're first, welcome. First, Barbara Streisand, now Ben yeah. Affleck. Right? Well, Driving Miss Daisy won Best Picture, and the director wasn't nominated. So I hope Argo does the same thing. But speaking of Argo, Adam, you've caught up to the rest I, of us and yeah, saw, I saw was, it. I was way behind. I played catch up on like a Saturday last Saturday. You I, know why? Why? Did you go to the theater? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you, but Cause, I because it is screener season here in Los Angeles. Oh, it is. I love screener season. That's how I caught Silver or we caught Silver yeah. Linings Playbook. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. For those of you who don't mm -hmm. know, uh, the industry out here loves to give away movies to actors and other industry folk in hopes of garnering award nominations for their films. So and everybody's on the list. Everybody's <laughs> on the list. Yeah, everybody. The guy who sold you your fridge, he's got them all. You know, everybody. It's so funny. I mean, like last last year, every living room I went to had uh, bridesmaids, <laughs> the queen, and uh, and uh, the whatever the Hawaiian one with George Clooney was like on everybody's like. Well, it's like a form of payback. It's yeah. like, look, you're never going to be in the movie, so here's a movie for you to have. It's so funny, everybody de decorated. People in Cleveland have no idea what we're talking about. No, yeah. how, tried to make it clear, but that's no. the deal. no, no. I'm yeah, just saying, no. show well, up in your that's, house. What, that's no. what we're saying. Is it's very L.A. Yeah. It's kind of interesting and cool thing that you just don't know unless you're. It's just here. so common to like as you said, so common just to walk into somebody's living room and they go, oh, there's all the nominated films on DVD. That being said, I would like to always lobby to go see it in the theater. Yeah, but that's just me. I've gotten to the point where going to the theater is really a taxing situation for me. But I'm convinced now, if you want to see a movie a you don't want to see, afternoon. take a flight. 
see it this big. Yeah, yeah. true. That's the only way you get that. That was funny. I, I took a flight recently, and I came back and honestly told Paul, and I go, "Yeah, that Silver Linings Playbook was on the plane. And the, this is like October. I took a plane ride, and I go, and that's the one with the uh, and and I watched it without the headphones the whole time, and I was like, oh, this is Silver Linings Playbook. This is the one that's nominated for. And then it's the it's the the chick from uh, Columbiana. Yeah, uh, Zoe Saldana shows up. Uh, yeah, and and then you're like, no, that's the words which <laughs> nobody cared about. It was just which, came and went. on a plane like that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But you liked Argo. Are we, yeah. Oh, are we yeah, agreement yeah, yeah. on Argo? Yeah, that's oh, mm. and, and I should put this tip out there for anybody who's listening uh, that uh, AMC and I don't know if any, anybody knows this. They have a deal. If you go to one movie and you uh, like, so I went to go see Lincoln, and if then if you leave the theater and walk into another theater where nobody sees you, then you get that movie for free. And that's how I saw Argo. They got that special going. They got that special going. <laughs> They're <laughs> legally obligated to let you stay and watch the movie if they don't catch you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it's Argo. Written. I just saw Argo too on the plane, which I didn't want Argo to. Argo too. I was on the plane. It. But I'll tell you this it's about Argo. Argo. I thought Argo. about. I thought about why Argo was so great. It reminded me of Apollo 13. You already know the story. You already know something about it, but it was still. Compl- Compelling the whole time. I didn't though. I didn't no, know I didn't the entire know that. Outcome. I didn't know that. Well, I had been. I hadn't seen it for so long that I kept hearing from lots of people, oh, and yeah, seeing yeah, trailers. Yeah, yeah. So by that time, but still, it kept me the whole time. But yeah, as yeah. far as like history goes, I thought it was about the Iranian, the classic Iranian hostages. You know, before they broke up and formed another band. No, but, but before it's, Terry it's, Anderson yeah. went out on his own, <laughs> uh, Zero Dark Thirty did the same thing though. But still had uh, real tension at the end. You know how that's going to end. Yeah. yeah. But um, well, well, do he, you want to? He talk- dies, doesn't he, Ron? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we got like uh, one more minute to talk about that. Um, did you want to chime in on stand-up guys? What would you think, Lee? I, I enjoyed stand-up guys. Yeah, we I saw that. Yeah, well, we saw, now, yeah. fill in the audience because that's, kind of, that's the movie with... The Pacino and Walken. Pacino, Walken. And, and Alan Arkin. And, and they Arkin. nailed the, their impersonations of themselves. Yes. They are yeah, and that was my question. On. And so answer on air. So at some point, uh, those are the three great three of the great impersonations. At some point, did they just hit a line that's so Walken or so Pacino that you just had to smile there, even though it was a You know, a funny for me, moment. it was one of Walken's last lines of the movies. And um, I'm not going to, uh, to give the line as he gives it, but the line is, how did you, like my, how did you like my sunrises? And it's in reference to, to some paintings that he does. But the way he delivered the line, it made you completely forget that he did, did paintings of sunrises. And you thought he was actually asking... How do you like my son? Rises. <laughs> I did a walk in there. It was my first walk in. Nice. <laughs> if you pause, you're doing a walk in. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, that film gets goes a long way on casting. It's got some flaws, but I think in the end you can enjoy watching these guys uh, do the I thing. enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was an I love movies that are small and it's a small movie. You know what uh, I saw for the first Oh, we we, we, we got to move on because yeah, well, on. But there's one movie opening up uh, Top Gun will be playing oh, yeah, yeah, uh, in okay. select cities in IMAX 3D. Now, I wanted to preview it, but Karen and I already previewed it when it came out in 1986. I don't know mm. if you knew that. We were doing the movie guys live on a ham Radio, oh, and so that's um, right. that's no reason to preview that again. We want to play you a clip from it. So uh, here, listen up. Our next movie is Top Gun. Tom Cruise, last seen pantsless in Risky Business, is now shirtless as a naval aviator in Top Gun. I'm not really into predicting the future, but I have a hunch that one of the leads in this film totally will come out one day that they are dead. It's true. <laughs> Well, Kelly, McKellen- Kelly McGillis? McGillis. Yeah, Kelly yeah, McGillis, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. of course, naturally. Well, there's uh, that volleyball scene. Come on. <laughs> yeah. now, uh, with the boys. But we're not going to have birthdays because Karen isn't here, but we do want to do one more quick segment. Now, this is going to be a look at the social calendar here and point out what film events are happening in and around Los Angeles. We'll tell you what's going down, right? Is it going down? Down. We're down, going down, down on L.A. Yeah, we're going down. The movie guys go down on Los Angeles. That's yeah, not awkward at all. But uh, added a lot. Take it away, Lee. Well, next week marks the one year since the death of Whitney Houston, and so the Regent Theater on La Brea will be remembering her with the first ever Whitney Houston Film Festival. So that's the Regent's Theater Monday, February 11th, Whitney Houston Film Festival from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Bradley Cooper and David O. Russell, star and director of Silver Linings Playbook, met with Vice President Joe Biden to discuss mental health in America. This just as Congress debates and considers new bills to address the issue. Actually, I think it went pretty well. The White House has released this audio from the meeting. Let's take a listen. You're a fucking grown up. Act like a grown up. You're not a baby. You're a fucking grown up. I'm here to fucking help you. That's all I was doing was trying to help you figure out anything. What else you yelling? What the hell is that? Oh, that's, that's, I think that's from a Walmart on <laughs> that is Black David Friday. 
That is David O. Russell. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> David All o. Russell. Right, actually, yelling. one of the um, more interesting things going on in L.A. is something you'll want to take part in. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, in the lobby of their Ooh. Wilshire Avenue building, they often have artwork there on display. Mm -hmm. Any Leibovitz photos yeah. or lost art of the lobby card. Well, now you can journey back into the history of the lobby standee. Ooh, I love right that now, one. if you go to the AMC cool. Theater, you can pose. Now they've made them interactive. You can take a photo with the yeah. giant from Jack the Giant Slayer attacking you. Or put your face in a cutout for a despicable me minion. But here's what they had in the past that's on display that you can check out. If you have the press release, let's share a few yeah. of these with the folks. Oh, sure. um, for example, the Silkwood Lobby Shower. Oh, yes. This is a big cardboard shower set up in the lobby where you get to be the face of Meryl Street by just sticking your face through where the cutout is and pretend to wash the radiation out yourself. <laughs> they, should have one of those outside, they should have one of those outside of every Tyler Perry mo movie so you can wash the movie off yourself. <laughs> now, you can also take part in the Deliverance Anal Rape Photo Op. Ooh. Now, this might actually uh, start a fight between you and your friends as you argue over who gets to be the face of, face of Ned Beatty and who gets to be the face of the hillbilly rapist. Mm. Now, some lobbies actually have the squeal button, that is, if the standee's close to a socket. So oh, that's nice. There a squeal? I thought there was a sound effect squeal. There it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you make funny faces while you're getting anally raped. Well, you know, many people don't know this, but back in 1982, there was a Sophie's Choice standee. Oh. There were oh. cardboard cutouts of Sophie and her two children, and you get to pick which one of the children you get to be the face of. Oh, you get to be uh, Meryl Streep for a second. Now, more recently, but not in many theaters, it was exciting to see this at the exhibit, the 127-hours standee. Oh. You jam your arm between the rock and the canyon wall. It's all cardboard, don't worry. And you stick your face where James Franco's face should be. The best part was the concession stand. Mm -hmm. They had a tie-in where you can actually order a thermos of James, James Franco's piss. <laughs> It was, it was actually fresca. Yeah. But that's it Refreshing. for the show, uh, folks, because uh, you know why? It's almost... 8 o'clock? I was just going to say, 8 o'clock? <laughs> and that's it for the Movie Guys Live here on the Toad Hop Network. Uh, together with the Movie Guys, individually we are... Lee Adam Adam Preston. Red. Check yeah, out at the Movie Guys on what? Twitter. Follow us now because we're going to be tweeting all over the Academy Awards on the 24th. And Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys as well. And as Adam pointed out, hey, we're now on Stitcher. Yeah. Add us to your uh, playlist nice. and listen to us uh, every week. And see us right here at ToadHopNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. And lastly, the piano standee. Oh, get out of here. We can't get there? You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.